Hello, and welcome to Lessons from Lifetime, a podcast where I recap a Lifetime movie and pull out all of the awesome lessons we can learn from them. For example, make sure the bad guy's dead before you turn back around to leave and run away. Inevitably, he's going to still be alive, grab your foot, and trip you up and get you. So come on, it's common sense, ladies. Make sure he's dead. Today's episode is pretty fun. We have Carrie from Sip and Shine Podcast on to recap Escaping the Madhouse, the Nellie Bly story. This movie is very, very loosely based on the true story of journalist Nellie Bly, who faked her way into a mental institution in order to expose all of the terrible treatment the women were receiving. It's actually an awesome story. The movie, not so awesome, but we had a really good time talking about it. Let's get started. Poor girl was found wandering the streets of New York, confused and disoriented. When she was found, she had complete amnesia. They sent her here to us. Nellie's memories still exist. They're just cloaked. As her doctor, it is my duty to help lift that cloak. This island may have been a hog farm once, but Matron Grady likes their piggies clean. No one has ever been allowed inside and come back out to tell us. These women are not insane. Most have been made crazier by this place. She's a writer, reporter after some story at her own peril. There are people out there who have no voice. I want to write for them. I will tell our stories. You'd have to be insane to get yourself purposely committed to a lunatic asylum. There's nothing wrong with passion. As long as it doesn't tip over into mania. Am I crazy? Time to empty your memory box. Hello, Carrie. Hi, Shannon. How are you? I am very good. I feel like you bamboozled me, though. How? <laughs> the movie you picked for me to watch was not what I expected of a Lifetime movie. Me either. It's kind of weird. <laughs> I was like, are they trying to do, like, do you remember that Nicole Kidman movie where they, they lived in the house, like the others, and they were secretly oh. ghosts? Yeah, that's creepy. Uh, yeah, it was it was bizarre, the movie itself. I wasn't expecting it to be like it was. I don't know why. I don't know what I was expecting, to tell you the truth. I was picturing somebody to get stalked or get killed or... Yeah, yeah to, like normal, normal yeah, lifetime Teenage drama. pregnancy or something like that, but this was nothing yeah. like that. No, this was very bizarre, went off the rails. And like I was telling you a minute ago, I like the thought behind it, like basing it on Nellie Bly. She's a fascinating person, fascinating journalist who, you know, faked her way into a mental health. That part of the story is real. But I don't think really anything else that happened in this movie happened to her (laughs) necessarily. No, none of it was really true. (laughs) It was inspired by. I don't feel like... Uh, Dr. Josiah was a real, real character. Do you? Mm-mm. Oh, no, 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 no. And then like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I watched half of it and then I finished the rest at the pool because to listen to it, <laughs> because I, I'm not going to lie. I was struggling watching it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm so sorry. I was writing things down. Like I was writing other things down and looking at my phone 
And then like the whole time, the way they did it, I had more questions and answers, I guess. So I was Mm -hmm. looking on my phone like about Nellie Bly. I started reading her book while I was watching the movie (laughs) to see if I could get any answers. So I'll just real quickly say what the movie is about. So the director, I cannot pronounce her last name, Karen Moncrief or Moncrief, something like that. She is the director of 13 Reasons Why, which I thought was kind of cool. Christina Ricci played Nellie Bly. Judith Light was Matron Grady. Josh Bowman was Dr. Josiah. And those are really the main characters. And the whole movie is based on Nellie Bly faking her way into a mental asylum in New York, which was a true story. She actually faked her way in there, pretended to be insane to get in there in order to expose the terrible conditions that these women were living under. So the movie just takes us through that in a, in a weird way. It's, you know, loosely, very loosely based on the true story. I don't even know if I want to go all the way through it. All it is is her not remembering why she's there or how she got there. And the whole time, Dr. Josiah, who's supposed to be the good guy, is counseling her and trying to get her memories back and all of that. And she can't remember who she is the whole time, but she knows she's somebody because she keeps having flashbacks. And then eventually she figures out that she was a journalist who tricked her way in here. And the whole thing happened over the course of only 10 days. It made us as the audience kind of feel like it had been weeks and weeks and weeks. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of weird. Um, She finally got her memories back. But Dr. Josiah had a crush on her, I guess, Mm -hmm. and didn't want her to leave. (laughs) I know. That's even scarier. I'd be afraid to get myself committed to because I'm like, nobody's going to come get me. I just know it. Nobody. It's like burying yourself alive. Like nobody's going to actually uncover me. No, my husband's going to be like, eh, yeah, she can stay there. Yeah, like <laughs> I that don't need one, to go back. <laughs> like the one that was like the rich girl. And she's like, no, my husband and my brothers are going to come get me. Yeah, and to be just I like didn't understand that, that part of the story. Did her, had her baby maybe passed away and she went crazy? Is that maybe what happened? I, it didn't explain it. Is it, are you talking about the one that. The um, baby, the one that had the baby that came in. Yeah, that and was, was a separate so one. Sad. Oh, okay. I'm so, yeah, I was really confused. Oh, to be even, honest. It was confusing that Nellie really well, didn't have amnesia. No, and that's why I was looking it up. I was like, wait, did Nellie Bly no. have amnesia? No, that was just drama. No, and their, her flashbacks were like sleeping with somebody in a bed, like having sex, like, because they have right. to add some sort of sexual element to a well, lifetime right. movie. They're Obviously. like, okay, we checked the box there. Yeah. Okay. We're going to add this in in a flashback. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they had a stalking, a stalking-ish element, I guess, with Dr. Josiah in there trying yeah. to not let her go. So ultimately, somehow at the end, her fella from the outside figured out that she was there and burst in and got her out. And then she exposed everybody, which was actually true. She did expose everybody. She wrote a book called 10 Days in the Madhouse. And I'm actually interested to finish reading that. It's kind of hard to read because the language is old, but um, I I really want to read it. (laughs) Well, I was just, I was dying to figure out like, is this, any of this true? I was so confused. Yeah. I loved your question. I'm like, I don't remember what I was doing. And I get a text from you and you're like, what are they going to do with the leeches? I (laughs) didn't know. And then Carrie's text back was like, eh laugh out loud. <laughs> and I was like, what does that mean? So I Googled it. I tried really hard to figure out what the heck this particular instance was doing. I found some other information, but nothing concerning what, what 
what I thought was happening. I probably, I'm just not gross. Uh, whatever she was doing was gross, okay? That's all you need to know. <laughs> well, Putting well, the leeches <laughs> in a gross spot. <laughs> well, that was the ironic part is the night before I had just shown McKenna the scene from Stand By Me where yes. the boys come oh, out of I the water that. and the leeches right. are all over and like a, there was a fat little, and I say that with love and affection, but Jerry O'Connell was like this little fat cutie <laughs> and like, <laughs> and Will Wayne passes out because he had one on his penis and he took it off. <laughs> And right, it's like right. fat and bloody and he just like Oh gosh, over. yes. That is an iconic part. No. No, thank yeah. you for that. I have a fear of getting myself somehow either in prison or in a mental institution and nobody believing me that I didn't do something or that I, that is a fear yeah. of getting trapped somewhere and not being able to get out. It really, really is. Me too. <laughs> me too. Like, me too. Like and I block out like, what would it be like? Because I'm the type of person, I feel like if you think about it, it will visualize it and it will come to be because God forbid I should visualize I lost 20 pounds and got like a great job. It's well, always exactly. the negative stuff that happens to me. No, I'm going to visualize prison and and mental institutions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Let me tell you something. At least for kids, they're, they're no joke. They're scary. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. You have a good story for this. Yes. So my son spent probably a combined total of almost three years in mental hospitals. Right. Maybe more than that, but he had four residentials that were over six months. And then the rest, he had 22 overnight hospital stays to where some of them would be two to four weeks at a time and some of them would be six months. So several, like the very first one he got sent to, I was very innocent to the whole process. I was like, trust your doctor. And I like sold it to him as like therapeutic in like a hospital to get better right. because that's what you think they are. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no. This one was terrible. He gets there. Most of the kids were sentenced there from like juvenile detention. It was because it, they had like an overage. Right. They came in and they would like throw the mattresses in the hallways. Like Kiernan got accosted several times. The staff would swear at them. Kiernan's face like ended up like all beat up. Like um, he was like not cooperating because he's like, this is not what I thought it was. Like he was kind of like telling the doctor, I'm not like, I want my mom. Like, this is not what she told me it was going to be. Like, they never left, even though mm -hmm. they we were told they'd have, like, outings or at least get to be outside. Right. And they, like, took all of his family photos as punishment and wouldn't let him call us. What? Yeah. What yeah, that was terrible. So we got him out of there within a month because Good. we saw how abusive. And then later on, like, I told the insurance company, like, really later on. And she told me that they... Another... No. Another hospital tried to send him there, but they had charges pending against them. There was one case where Kiernan got in trouble. The thing that got him in trouble with the family photos is there was one case who was of this kid who was like kind of autistic. And um, he was one of the few that like the parents actually visited. Well, another kid literally threw an apple and it like split at the back of his head. Like that's how hard. And Kiernan stood up for him and said, you don't do that. And they said, what are you, an FN hero? Now you're going down. And the staff went after him. Are you kidding me? No, it was really, really bad. Carrie, that's awful. That oh, the they took away his. They took away his like journal. They're supposed to journal feelings for like group. They took that away right. as punishment. Like they did anything they could to f with him. That's then, not right. 
Yeah, then he got moved. But then another, like the shorter term hospitals, one time Karen like punched a wall or something, mm-hmm. didn't call me. They wouldn't let me talk to him. I get there the next day, his arms all swollen. He had a broken hand and wrist for like over 24 hours. And I had to like, you need to take him to the hospital. He needs care. Like you need to put a cast on him. He right. got no, thank God I was one of the people that actually visited because a lot of the parents Absolutely. didn't or else he would have still went. He had um, marks all over his neck because they were choking each other out to like right. pass out. Oh, staff shit. never intervened. Um, another time, Kiernan uh, swallowed a battery in the hospital, like from like the AA batteries from the toothbrushes. Right. They didn't get a medical care. Till the next day when I came in, I'm like, you need to take him to the hospital. Like he has a battery in right. his like digestive system. That's very dangerous, by oh, the way. It was like, ter- like I have so many stories of like these kind of abuses. Another one, the staff member was, um, and this has been reported, I have receipts, whatever. Um, right, I'm right. just not saying what facility. Um, no, no, I get it. Because he's been fired or whatever. But he worked out a deal to give my kid drugs and using my PayPal account to pay for them. And then Kiernan felt bad like reporting it. And again, he's under 16 at this point. Right, he right. bad reporting it because yeah. he's like, just the guy really needed money and he has a kid. Mm. And I'm like, that's not your responsibility. No, that's not. Exactly. Exactly. It was terrible. Like some of the cases were really, really bad. And like the staff like was like, they there's a lot of them. And I'm not saying all because there's a lot of good people too that care, but there's a lot that are not trained. They're underpaid. You know, it's not what right. you think they right. are at all. Like I've learned my mm-hmm. lesson. They're really bad. Oh, that's terrifying. And that's terrifying because just think of all the ones who are there. Like you said, whose parents don't visit or don't have anybody, you know, caring enough to come see them, see what's going on. Yeah, Karen would get a lot of his stuff stolen because a lot of these kids didn't have parents in the scene or some of them were in the system since they were like a baby and they just get shuffled around in these places because they don't have foster care for them. So they put them in these places of like holding patterns. I hated this one where we would go in there and they would lock us in the room together because I was like, well, what if there's a fire or something? There's no like windows there. It was straight up prison. That's absolutely and so upsetting. Yeah, this is medical care. This was not, he didn't do anything to be punished right. for. No, he wasn't there right. sent by a court, nothing like that. No, that is the worst thing. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. I hate that those kind of places exist, you know? Yes. And just the same, like, and for older people, like, I'm terrified of getting older. My children are going to be like, you're going to go to this place. <laughs> you're going to this place and we're not coming to see you. Oh. And I'll just be like, but there is, they're so mean here and they're not going to come get me. And that's a, a nightmare. I, have. I know. My kids already threatened me with that. Like, you know, we're yeah. picking your home, right, mom? Oh, yes. Yeah, mine do too. You know, mine, mine, I say that all the time. They're so mean. All right. That is super upsetting. So you resonated at least with that part yeah. of the thing. Yeah. Like, so they saw abuses like from what I was reading on The Real Deal. But the, right. the scene with the feet really bothered me too about how they would lock her into her shoes. Why did they do that? I don't know. Maybe because they can't, like Kiernan was never allowed to have shoelaces. I was just say, is it the laces? That's what I was thinking. And then why were the they, control, like, maybe they did too. it before bed though. They did the locks before bed. Like why would they lock them back in their shoes before bed? That's terrible. It's terrible. Well, I'm glad I don't I don't live back then. I know. I know. It reminds me of like chastity belts, but they're on their feet. On their feet. Like, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. And then um, the other thing, I was going to ask you what you thought of the lice part. And the, the Did you see that part of the gasoline on the head? Like they, they oh, didn't have oh. lice, but the lady 
was telling them, you do have lice. Everybody has lice, lice infestation. And then she was going to cut off all their hair. And Dr. Josiah comes in. He's like, don't cut off their beautiful hair because he's a weirdo. And then they use gasoline instead. That's the worst thing. Is that a real thing that used to happen? I don't know about that part, but I do know. I do think they've used gasoline for stuff like that, for lice and all that. I didn't think they had those clinics or those you know, salons that will do it, but they, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about? That's just now a thing. I have never seen that before until the past maybe three years here. And then all of a sudden there's several in our area, the lice, (laughs) the lice salons. Don't you feel cheated by some of the stuff we've missed out on? I do, because I will tell you, I have PTSD from lice from when Chloe was in third grade. Mm -hmm. Her teacher had, who was very sweet, by the way, had Lots of plushy things in the room, like reading nooks with big, huge stuffed animals and blankets, and they could all curl up together. Oh, God. They curl up together <laughs> and read books during reading time and just give each other lice all day long. And um, th- there was one kid in the class who wasn't getting treated. And, you know, at that time, you know, it used to be a rule when I was young. If anybody had lice, you got sent home and you had to be treated and show that you got treated and then you could come back. Now they're not allowed to do that. All they can do is send out a note that lice has been in the classroom. They're not required to send you home to get treated anymore. So it just keeps getting passed around and around and around. And Chloe has like long, thick hair. Mm-hmm. And she just kept, I like, I would do all the things. I would vacuum and I would do the stuff on her hair. And I would, oh my gosh, I was exhausted. She kept getting it. And I was like, what is happening? And finally, I called up there and I said, I am not sending her back to school until the lice is gone <laughs> because yeah. she's not getting, I'm doing my part frantically cleaning the house and vacuuming and washing all the stuff. I said, you got to figure it out. And so finally they took all the plushies out, all the big mm-hmm. stuffed animals. And stuff. <laughs> all because and, of Chloe's mom. Yes. And it's my fault because all they're doing is laying all on the plushy things and getting, giving lice to each other. It's disgusting. Well, Karen, or Karen, McKenna was in preschool and she has that really thick hair too. Yes. And, and it just gets in there. Yeah. Ugh. Well, she would always itch her scalp and like now she has like dandruff, but back then it, she had like an itchy scalp. So she never actually had lice, but my, right. I had a sitter who was, um, who one time she, she called me up and she's like, you got to come pick up McKenna. Like her friend was over or something. And right. she's like, oh, you got to come pick up McKenna. Cause she came home with a letter saying she has lice. And I'm like, <laughs> what? So I go to pick her up and I bring her back and I do all the treatments. Right. But my mother-in-law's like, because um, she was looking at her. She's like, I don't think she has it, but she's very itchy. Like she has that dry right, scalp. Right, so right. I did the whole thing. Next day's fine. And then to this day, like she never actually gave me the letter. And I found a different letter in the backpack that said that somebody in the class had it. And I'm like, that's sneaky. She totally told me she had it just so I would like to check her scalp. I'm sorry. I just cursed. I hope that's okay. <laughs> It's okay. Knock that one out. But <laughs> to this day, I'm like, I know so what she, that she was that up is to. So funny. I have lies. I have to stay home. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I said, I just can't. I hate. If I. I had a friend who owned the lice. One of the lice places here in town, and I had to drop something off to her. And all I did was walk into the front office part and hand it, and then I came out. And then I. I swear, I felt itchy. All, I just skeeves me out. I can't be around it at all. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. I don't want to offend anybody, but I don't know how people work in the lice salons and not just totally feel itchy all the time. I don't think anybody's offended by that. I don't think, I don't know anybody that would actually want to have lice. 
And I've had friends who keep getting it too. And they went through like the stuffed animals and the bedding and all that. And I mean, a lot of the kids who get it do have clean hair. Apparently that's what I've been told. Well, no, but that's what they say is actually dirty hair (laughs) rejects them. (laughs) Clean hair, they can cling on to. That's so gross. Why are we talking about this? I got to get off of this (laughs) subject right now. I do want to say that Nellie Bly... When she was rescued and she wrote the book and she wrote the article, she was like one of the first celebrity journalists. She went to fame really fast. And actually, she's the lady who went around the globe in 72 days, too. And I didn't know that. I thought it was kind of interesting. Is that when she did it in the big balloon? Yeah, I think so. That has to be her, right? And that's what I'm thinking. I should have looked that up. I looked it up <laughs> halfway. Halfway. Not used to scripted. I usually just talk about reality TV. All right. Well, do you have anything else to say about this awesome movie? <laughs> it was it was this the weirdest movie. Yeah. Like I really thought because I haven't seen a lifetime movie in years and years and years. I chose like, the worst one. Since like the Betty Broderick <laughs> story or something. Right, and right. and I was like, oh, she must be picking this because she knows I like history or whatever. <laughs> I was like, how sweet and endearing. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, why is Wednesday Adams like hanging with like Nicole Kidman who got older from the others? Like, I kept going. I kept going like, where is this going? And Nellie Bly, Amnesia, I'm like, like missing something here. Yeah. No, I chose the absolute worst Lifetime movie to kick it off. There's no stalking. There's no murder. There's no true crime. There's nothing. So, I mean, I guess it's true crime-ish, but not really. So next time you come on, we'll have to do a legit classic Lifetime movie. Oh, I'm all about it. I am ready. Those are the lessons you can learn. I I don't know what lessons I would pull out of this one, except probably don't fake your way into a mental institution. No, and don't like make sure you have like maybe a couple of power of attorneys for medical so that if your husband sticks you in there, your parents can get you out. Oh, that's a really good lesson, actually. And don't fall for your handsome psychiatrist in there because he's not he's not nice. No, he might have like ulterior motives. He has a crush on you and he doesn't want you to leave the mental institution ever. (laughs) And then she kept coming to him saying like all the bad stuff that were happening to the other women. And he's like, well, I think that's you are being delusional. But you're, you know, (laughs) and his his eyes are saying like, you're really sexy. Isn't that like a man? Calm down. You're delusional. You're being crazy. That's such a man. You're being crazy. All right. That's funny. Okay. Well, do you want to tell us where we can find you on your podcast and social media? I'm at I'm Sip and Shine Podcast. I'm at Sip Shine Pod and on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you're my guest too. And I'm also at Moms on the Rocks with Jody from Reality TV. And that's at Moms OTR. Awesome. And you can find me, oh my gosh, so many different places. Okay, since this is Lessons from Lifetime, I'll stick with that. So at Lessons from Lifetime for Instagram, and I did a Twitter today, and it's something funky. It it did like at from Lifetime, and I've got to figure out how to change it. Oh, you'll be able to do that. How? I've tried it a few different You went into your profile and did it? Yes. And I, my, my name on there is Lessons from Lifetime. But then the at part was at from Lifetime. I couldn't figure out. See how bad I am in this stuff? Just stick to Instagram. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I feel like I do the Twitter. I do the Twitter. Like I do the, the Facebook. We are yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had to shut down the Snapchat when Karen moved out because I still can't figure out Snapchat. And I've tried to catch him doing bad I things can't. so many times yeah, on there. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to get one over on your parents or like be a drug dealer or something, go on Snapchat. Go on that. Snapchat because none of us can figure that out. We took over Instagram from you and now you're in Snapchat. We cannot figure it out. Yeah. And I did engage with a couple people in there. He was so <laughs> embarrassed, but like he went to a hospital one time, like a mental hospital. Cause of course right, this right, is right. like the theme of my life. I'm I like know. having, you know, twitchy flashbacks over here. And I was like writing people like on there, like, listen, you should not be hanging out with Kiernan. He, he's not in a good place. He came home so embarrassed. Like yeah, he had to like so shut bad at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he was so And I couldn't figure out even you. how to send them and stuff. So yeah. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I didn't for the longest time I didn't realize that I was um double tapping on the Instagram things and hearting <laughs> things. And I was like, why isn't it doing it? And Chloe's like, stop tapping it. That means you're hearting everything on there. <laughs> and I was like, I was on hers and she was trying to teach but and so under her profile, I was like, oh God forbid. A heart. I was giving a heart to literally everything and she was so mad at me. I, said, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, God I'm forbid. Old. God forbid. And then you never run for public office because that history will come out of like it what will. you're talking like, why were you like why were you liking those things? <laughs> I know, I know. There was a politician, not a politician, a higher up at Health and Human Services. He got suspended here or whatever. And then he came back to work and he had all this stuff posted out on Twitter. And that was like one of his top dance was like, I didn't know what I was like liking. Somebody must have like, you know, took over my account. Yeah. I didn't know what I would, you know. And it was probably just like me. It was probably just like not even meaning to tap things and liking yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. And your daughter's like, mom, do you have something to tell us about like, your tapping history? Yeah, exactly. Sorry. I don't even know. I just scroll through and tap. I have no clue what I'm doing. All right. Well, thank you, Carrie, for being on my show. I hope to have you back soon. No really problem. Excited. I hope we'll do I was a real a, one. Yeah, I'll totally will. I hope I didn't disappoint you on this one. No, you didn't. It was actually really fun, even though it was a weird movie. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I thought our lessons were good. You know? Yeah, just exactly. Take that. I did a lot of research on this one. I feel like really up on 1800s asylums now. Oh my gosh, we should have <sighs> talked about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, no. I like know what they were eating spoiled food. I know Ew. like, yeah, I know how she got in there. Like, so What's I that? know how you look how crazy. How did she get in there? Oh my gosh. Okay, pause. Let's just see that part real, real quick. How okay. did she get in there? So her employer gave her $25 to do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. That's worth it. So then she um so then she so okay, so she agreed that she would go to the asylum for 10 days. And so she worked under an assumed name, so that's why like they changed her name. And right. she took a room at a boarding house and then she had to like prove herself insane. So she wandered the halls and streets. She refused to sleep. She ranted and yelled incoherently and she practiced looking crazed in the mirror. And oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, so then she, the the owners of this boarding house call the police because they're like, okay, this chick's crazy. And so she claimed to be a Cuban immigrant and she was suffering from amnesia. That's what she said. And the judge was kind of like really weirded out. Like he was very perplexed by it. So he sent her to Bellevue Hospital. And then from there, she was diagnosed with dementia and like other psychological issues, which is probably like, oh, she gets her period. It must be a woman thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then she was sent, she was taken by ferry to Blackwell's Island. And Blackwell's Island, if you ever look up the history of that place, they used to put people that had smallpox on that island. I mean, it's been used for so many different 
things. And I found the front of the building and I'm like, oh, it looks like not as nice of a mansion as the movie, but you know, had like this tower or whatever. But then the back, they have one picture and it might be a little grainy. It looks almost like Kate, it's all like the verandas and stuff are all caged. Oh God, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So then um, she had like spoiled food. Um, they were forced to sit on benches without speaking or moving for stints lasting 12 hours or more. They were forced to take ice cold baths and remain in wet clothes for hours, which they'd get a lot of illnesses. Some patients were tethered together with ropes and forced to pull carts around like mules. So, of course, the food and sanitary conditions were horrific. They had rotten meat, moldy stale bread, and a lot of contaminated water. And um, those who complained or resisted were beaten, and they were also had the threat of sexual violence by vicious staffers. Yeah, and a lot of them were not even insane. They were recent immigrants, so they a lot of them didn't even. So that part was real in the movie. Yeah, the they, immigrants couldn't speak. Yeah, exactly. English. Wow, exactly. And then a lot of them were committed because they were poor, or and they had no family to support them. Just like with Karen, and it's like they didn't know where to put these kids, so they would just stick them in these places. After she came out, they did do like some changes, like right away when once this was all out there, like $24 million was put towards like, you know, fixing up these things. But obviously it was definitely not fixed right away. You know what I mean? Right. So, right. That is fascinating and Mm -hmm. terrifying at the same time. I'm glad we got to that because that is probably the most interesting part of the whole thing is the real story, yeah. not even the movie. Yeah, so at least I did this part. I did do the... Do the um, you did a good job. Yeah, so I, did, I, did I have like nine job. pages of notes I took. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Kira. I did. <laughs> but like I said, there it's a lot of it's just like repetitive stuff. Right, right. It's not right. even like anything, you know, I'd want to like... I, I just basically told you the, the good stuff. Right, right. Oh, well, that is fascinating. Well, I'm glad she did that. She's a cool lady. Yeah. I think so, too. Well, thank you so much for being on my show, Carrie, and I'll have you back soon. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to Lessons from Lifetime. And thank you again to Carrie from Sip and Shide Podcast. It was a really fun chat. I hope if you like what you're hearing, you'll take the time to review, rate, and subscribe because that keeps things going and I would appreciate it so much. Once again, if you want to follow Carrie on social media, all of hers is at SipShinePod. Mine is at Lessons from Lifetime. And on Twitter, I think it's something funny like at from Lifetime. Still working on that one. But I'd love to hear from you and I'd love to get any movie requests that you would want me to cover. And you can email those to lessonsfromlifetime at gmail.com. Have a fabulous week. 